0: While Beauty Lab and Laser is a professionally licensed medical facility, the hosts of this podcast are not medical professionals, nor do they claim to be. The opinions on this podcast are for entertainment only. Please seek a licensed medical professional for all medical questions.
1: Hi, and welcome to Live Love Lab, the behind-the-scenes podcast from Beauty Lab and Laser. I'm Heather, one of your hosts, and I'm joined by Dre, the other host. And together we are Drether! Drether! Thanks for joining us today, you guys. That went so smoothly. I know. Well,
0: should we reveal that this is our take two? Because no. I messed up on the first one.
1: You did well. I did. You, you... <laughs> I don't. I feel like messed up implies that there was an error made, but you just were who you are, which That's means true. when when we but that time we really put the flair on. We a little bit of showmanship for mm-hmm. our intro. Yeah, it's because it's uh, hard to th- lob it over to you and then have you catch it when it's like. And I'm Dre, like it's somehow a letdown. Uh huh. But it shouldn't be like, you've got Heather, you've got Dre, and together we make hay. <laughs> you know, I don't know. <clears throat> but the truth is, is like everybody,
0: I, I mean, that is my role. Like, to I albatross love it, it? No, just to albatross I love the whole it. Thing. When people think that they have a, an appointment scheduled with you, and then they walk in and it's just me, and, the, and, and they're like, um, like I was on a phone call the other day, and they thought I was going to be on it. Yeah, and and she and no, I had even said like Heather will not be on the phone call, and she was like, okay, okay, well you could, but like you can add her if you if she's available. And I was like, yeah, she won't be available, but <laughs> like literally, you were out of town, and <laughs> and then when she got on, she said it again, like, so um, is your business partner Heather Gay still out of town? Today. And, and I was like, like, yep, out yep, of town she is. for a long... She was like, okay. And then later, you know, she gave the sales pitch. And then I was like, okay, well, I'll
1: chat with Heather. Well, if you need to give her my phone number... If she has like, any questions... Listen, Right, you know what you need to do is on that next meeting say, um, hold on, you guys, I think I hear someone coming. And then like walk over the door, open the door, like the mom, like, do you guys hear Santa's jingle bells? And then shut the door and say, oh, my mistake. <laughs> and just all their faces... <laughs> no sighting Santa he walked through our backyard mom I swear I saw him it was real <laughs> oh, that's so funny but the, but
0: really I feel like it's always been like this even before housewives like PJ will back me up on that that like <laughs> when people would come in to meet with us and then they see that it's just Dre it's like oh <laughs> I'm like yeah it's gonna be shorter it's not gonna be as fun
1: Uh, But um, I will be, but they will be treated better. No, but it will be efficient. (laughs) It'll be efficient,
0: (laughs) That's what I bring to the table. Oh, I mean,
1: thinking back on those times, like I went to, um, well, when I went to lunch with my Relief Society friends, they were reminiscing about this time that we were up in McCall, Idaho at this random burger place. And I guess I was just like being ridiculous, you know, with like the kids. Making friends, Yeah. Yeah. And some guy like got up, and as he walked out, he stopped at our table. They just reminded me of this story and said, "I just want you to know that your personality is radiant." Oh, it was really, really nice. But he was kind of saying, like, of all the people in this restaurant here, you've got it, kid. Yeah, you've got. A little, you're the one that yeah, stands yes. out. <laughs> That's so. I would forgotten that memory. Isn't that a funny memory? That's really sweet. To that nice soul doling out a nice compliment to a mom. I appreciated it.
0: And do you know what? Hearing that's, about
1: it 10 years later.
0: That's sweet that your friends remembered that and reminded you of that. That's yeah, really, it was sweet. really fun. It was
1: a really fun lunch. Aww. A really, really good time. I love that you're just chilling with like your old Relief Society peeps. Like They're my peeps. I know. But now the conversation's different now because, you know, I'm on the other side of the line. You can't really discuss doctrine the way we used to. But this is what I hope you do though. Well, we tried. And now they're just like, oh, no, no, no. None of the rules matter. Don't be silly. <laughs> Don't be still Heather. you got your garments in a knot over nothing. We love everything. Everything's fine. But no, Joni did say, you know, when you're 80, it won't matter. And I was like, I know when I'm 80, it won't matter. But it matters now in in a way. right. And like, I get it. I get it. I get it. You know, that don't sweat the small stuff. You know, everything you need to know, you learned in kindergarten. But it's very, Mm. very different when you are entrenched in a faith that is based on rules that that's what I liked about it was the rules. Totally. Me too. I don't want to be in it with no rules. I'm what ne- is it then? You know
0: what? I never liked the, um, you'll figure it out in heaven. You'll understand in heaven answer that I got constantly. Right. And cause I'm like, no, I want to understand it now. Yeah.
1: We have the ability to understand everything on to seminal level, like yeah. to the way that we hold our hands and during ritual, like totally. there should be an answer for this. Yeah. Yeah. That never sat well with me. Yeah, I never, I never liked that either, and I never understood how the place where God exists is a revolving globe of glass and fire. But then, how do we have bodies that can withstand that?
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't know that they thought that one through. Yeah, that one was a hard one.
1: Mm-hmm. Anywho, anywho, we digress. Um, happy Pride, everybody! <laughs> happy
0: Pride! This is our
1: third podcast in the month of June. Yep, we're sticking with the Pride. Sticking theme. with the Pride theme because so is America. Happy Pride, and it has like been such a fun. Man, I know. We got our pride pins. Yes, thrill I mean, thrill. Everybody's everybody's uh, representing at the lab. We're going to put out some uh pride decals that we can put in our windows mm-hmm. at both Murray and Everton and maybe in our cars mm-hmm. or whatever, but you know the lab logo in our signature pride rainbow, is that? Which is actually um a filter that I figured out on Photoshop. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Huh. I can't remember what it's it's a gradient later, layer it's and you really select cool the rainbow one
0: yeah i love it
1: so i just would like to point out that with their that photoshop has been ahead of the pride game for a long time you know what they truly have yeah, we made this shirt in we made this shirt like uh, off, 2017 off right? the bat yeah yeah, yeah you we made like a regular curve. logo
0: like a white one a black one and then a pride one yeah so cute look at you you've, you've just been allying it up since day one.
1: Well, I want to talk about being an ally today specifically, in, um, and we want to talk also about... You want to say what we want to talk about, or am I saying it? You you can... I'll, I'll let you do it. You're the wordsmith. Well, I hope it's not a game of good cop, bad cop today, but I'm curious how we're going to discuss it. But I really wanted to um, broach the subject of suicide and suicide rates in the LGBT community, mm-hmm. and especially suicide rates for the queer community in highly rejecting families or highly rejecting communities yeah versus in highly in accepting families or accepting communities
0: yeah um i think it's i mean obviously it's a little bit of a departure from like our lighthearted laughy um <laughs> <laughs> what suicide <so sad? laughs> like the, is it gay in here but um you know but it that, that it is kind of the dark side of it it's like we can celebrate and we can be you know allies and we can be having fun. But the truth is, is that these are real people that, and there are real consequences to some of these systems and, um, structures within families, communities, religions, whatever that, that have really devastating results. Right.
1: Yeah. And I think that we've, we've like, for some reason I, after our podcast last week, I felt like, oh, I'm really a privileged moron. Like, I think that everything's good in the hood. You know, it's all mm-hmm, good out there. Mm-hmm. Like, we have awareness. We have visibility. We have target campaigns. And we have Parker, who can't hold hands with his partner yeah. in certain ice cream stores right? in the community. And he needs to know which ones he can. Right. Which ones can they sit on the same side of the booth? And which ones can they not?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What businesses I know, are they friends mind. versus businesses? What, where else are they rejected and threatened and marginalized, and why we have to be serious about the false friends um, that coin themselves allies but really aren't, you know creating are actually safe doing spaces. damage. Yeah, like kind of the collusion, I think with a lot of members of the church that say, yeah, we, are, we love the gays, you can be gay and Mormon and well you can't and you can be trans, Mormon and we love you, you just can't act on it. Mm-hmm. Well, like how is that a safe space? You you know what I mean? Yes. How is the family proclamation a safe space for anyone that identifies as queer in any way, shape, or form? I don't believe that it is. So how can asking that child to go to that church be an ally? We're allies. You're safe here. You're safe mm-hmm. as long as you're you're not yourself. Yeah, you're as safe as a handmaiden with Aunt Lydia. Yeah, like come here, darling girl. <laughs> come on over. You know. Yeah, yeah. Because how do you how do you know like you're taking your child who's thirteen. You, you suspect that they are struggling with their identity and they have no, where do they express that or talk about that? I mean, they typically I don't think they can.
0: And that's why like kind of, you know, to our conversation with Parker last week, that's why it's so important to, if you are a safe place to let people know because you never know which nephew, niece, neighbor down the street, whatever doesn't have an outlet, does not Mm -hmm. have a place to talk about that, you know, of like, Hey, this is how I'm feeling. And I mean, what a gift to be able to, to do that for someone. But I mean, I think you should, you shared some stats with me that were pretty staggering as far
1: as like, yeah, for if you, um, where's my note? You know, I love to misquote myself. LGBT youth are four times more likely to attempt suicide than their straight cisgender peers, four times more likely than their straight peers. And I mean, it's an
0: it's an epidemic right now, just across the board. So think about just baseline.
1: Teenagers. What suicide
0: is the is the number two leading cause of death amongst teens and young adults. So if it's that bad for just baseline,
1: and four times worse, four times worse just if you identify as queer, and then. Um, it's eight times worth eight times worse if you're in a highly rejecting community or family okay so that would be like a highly like religious or political conservative, conservative. Yeah. yeah religious <clears throat> I mean any of the big five you know Christianity mm-hmm. um all of them like yeah. they have a lot of them you know have prob like discount same-sex marriage discount that um queer identity, Say it's an you know abomination. Like that's what the scriptures say, and that's what the doctrine of the church on paper says.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: that it doesn't exist, and if it does, you'll be fixed in heaven. Yeah, that's it. And God bases your gender roles and your role in heaven and your role on earth by your genitalia. And I know that's a crude, crass way to say it, but that's essentially what the Family Proclamation says. Yeah, that's true. It says we identified your gender well before you had a physical body. Your genitalia is a representation of that gender, which is your soul, and your soul is gendered. Mm -hmm. Your soul is feminine. Your soul is masculine. Mm -hmm. And your role in heaven and your power in heaven is defined by that gendered soul, which is representative by the genitalia you are born with, and God doesn't make mistakes. Mm -hmm. And that's what the doctrine says. So I, I would say if I had a child that identified, if I have a child that identifies as queer, I would not feel safe putting them anywhere around anyone that believes that doctrine because it negates their very identity Mm -hmm. and their legitimacy to be here, you know? Yeah. Not just suffer in celibacy because, you know, God hasn't caught up with social progression or whatever the argument is. I don't even know what the argument is at at this point. I think all the people in the church are saying is it's safe. We love everyone.
0: Yeah, but there's different Then let me between... in your temples and
1: let me get married yeah. and let me be flamboyant and let me do whatever I want. You know, let me sashay down and pass out the sacrament. Yeah. With lipstick and heels. hmm Would that ever happen? No. What if you were completely straight, but your gender performance was female? Or what if you just were like pushing the limits and you wanted to paint your nails and pass mm-hmm. out the sacrament? They'd probably be okay with it. Sure. As long as you weren't really queer.
0: Right. It's kind of like women wearing pants to church. Yeah. You know what I mean? As long as we like, know you're yeah. straight and home yeah. and taking care of the babies, yeah. it's fine. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So we allow all this like artistic expression. It's all uh-huh. a lie. It's all. And I think that um, I was reading up on Alex Cooper, who was that a teen that came out to her parents at 15. Mm-hmm. She was LDS Mormon <clears throat> and said, uh, I'm gay, you know? I'm 15 and I'm gay. And they packed her up against her will and took her to like an in-house residence program in St. George, Utah. And she tried to like leave, you know, tell people that she was in trouble, that she was, you know, like being imprisoned. And they took her out of school and had her homeschooled. So she had no outside contact. And as long as she admitted she was gay and said she didn't want to change, they would make her wear a backpack full of rocks and face a wall. And people would come into the home, ward members, church members, friends, family. And they knew that they took on like troubled teens. And they were an active member of the ward. And this was, and they, as long as she said that she identified as gay, this was her punishment. So she started lying and saying, I'm sorry, I don't feel that way. And after 52 days of her like saying that to them, I'm not gay anymore. I'm not gay. I'm sorry. I'm not. And denying it. They let her go to school. And she saw like a rainbow flag on somebody's thing and like told them and that she was gay and being punished for it. Yeah. And they, somebody found out and like they were going to put her back on homeschool and she ran away, got on a bus and like ran away and like went and stayed in there, went to the school at like 7am and like got rescued. And then they got her an attorney and they fought for like, so you can now be an openly gay teenager in Utah and not be forced to go back. It makes me emotional (sighs) because She would, they had power of attorney. So she could go to teachers, she could go to people, and they'd say, You are a minor, you're 15. Yeah. You have to go back with these strangers and live with them. And the parents could dictate. And they put her in conversion therapy. Wow. And now that was part of like the first legislation that made conversion therapy go away. But now you can be openly gay in Utah and not be forced by your parents to go to conversion therapy. And now conversion therapy has been banned. Wow. We just have no idea. We have no idea. We have no
0: idea what it's even like.
1: And you know what her advice was? She went through all of this, you know, like true pioneer for the queer community, I'm sure. And her advice to uh, teens is to stay quiet and stay safe and don't come out until you're safe. Like don't tell anyone you're gay until you are sure that you can be out of your home. If you're in a highly rejecting family, that was her advice. I mean, it's
0: probably great advice. But then how are we a safe space? You know, how are we allies if yeah. that's the
1: advice we're saying? Like, just stay safe. Don't come out.
0: Yeah. I mean, f- from a safety standpoint, like, yeah, because of the world we live in and because of, you know, these, w- what did you say? A highly rejecting? Highly
1: rejecting versus accepting. Yeah. Um, like if you, I, are, I get if, that. you know, if your parents, if, if you're surrounded by support and you're in a, in a. But think if you're in mid America in a small town.
0: Yeah. Oh, it would be so hard.
1: And that's how she felt about St. So George. Hard. Everyone knew everyone. Yeah. Gosh. Whew. Yeah. She wrote a book about it. Alex Cooper story or something. That's crazy.
0: Yeah. No, um, I
1: can, I understand or I I can't, I can't understand, but I, can you can see why the see stats why, are so high. Yes. Like I think the suicide stats are so high because there is no solution Yeah. if that is the tenant that you believe in. And what the solution is, is to wait until you die for God to fix you. So why wouldn't that accelerate a suicidal ideation? Yeah, absolutely. I mean...
0: Well, if your only choice is to live celibate or live the way that you, your body and mind tell you to live, but
1: that means that you're going to go to hell... Yeah, And you're going to be rejected by your family and community Mm -hmm. and you have no hope of ever living authentically.
0: Yeah. That's, it's a pretty bleak, um, outlook to have on life, right?
1: Yeah. You're already dealing with all of the, you know, trials and tribulations of teenager dumb. Yeah. And those stats seem really, um, you know. They they pro- they probably it's probably higher yeah you know well, and parents if you... don't I don't even report that their child was struggling with that because they have no idea right right you would just do it and not tell a soul
0: yeah well um it's interesting because I just uh, was listening to a podcast on uh, New York Times and they talked about the just absolute crazy numbers for teens um as far as self harm and suicide and they took data from actual like doctor's offices and emergency rooms. And then they were able to kind of come up with some math that, you know, would explain what percentage, if we're seeing this many people, what is the percentage of people that this is actually happening to? Right. Like for every
1: rat you find, there's 10,000 you don't see or whatever.
0: Yeah. And I mean, it, it really was staggering. Like the numbers are, insane.
1: So would so America's in crisis in mental health crisis. Uh,
0: the teen specifically teen America. And so that's why when you say like an LGBTQIA+ teen is four times as likely to attempt or to consider suicide than their straight, straight counterparts
1: that's That scary. are already at epidemic levels. That is scary. Okay, that's that is if they're in an accepting family. If they're in a highly rejecting family? Mhm. Meaning any sort of conservative religious family where people aren't wearing pins at the family reunion? Yeah, you're going to church and you're hearing you're seeing bride and grooms on cakes, you know yeah. that's the plan. Yeah. You're hearing people talk about, you know, God loves everyone and you're confused. Mm-hmm. That's eight times more likely. Wow. Eight times more likely than a straight cisgender person in a in a rejecting family. Wow. And so when we celebrate pride and we have, you know, we ha- are trying to be allies, I think we have to talk about why allyship is a necessary um, thing for us to take seriously. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just like fun and pins. Like, I really think that hearing stories like that or hearing Parker's experience is like, we have to be at the forefront of change, even if, even if it is a charged topic for a lot of people mm-hmm. in this area.
0: Oh, completely. And I mean that we, we do, we have to speak up. It's so funny because you just saying that reminded me that this morning, um, I had repairmen at my house. Remember I was on the phone with you. Oh yeah. And nicest guys and like this kind of older like dad, um obviously LDS and very, very kind. They did a great job. But we were talking about kids and he was asking, Oh, do you just have the two boys? And I said, no, I have an older daughter. She just moved out. Um, last week she's 19, blah, 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 whatever. And okay. Mind you, I have, we were standing outside in front of my house, pride flag right in the middle of my driveway. Yeah. Okay. I'm wearing my pride pin. Ask me about my pronouns. (laughs) Roman also was wearing his pride shirt. And I have my bracelet. You know what I mean? Yeah. We like, have lots we of had, like, I was and looking out. I'm looking at not, you, you're
1: basically a human parade. <laughs> right.
0: And I mean, because we had the staff meeting today, and so I was I was prepped. She's for wearing it. her
1: lesbian tank top, yes, she's got it all.
0: Exactly. And um he's I mentioned the thing about having a 19-year-old daughter and that she had just moved out, and he said, Oh, well, you should give me her phone number because I have a twenty-one year old son. And which of course he didn't know that like all the pride stuff was for her. But like even in that moment, I was like, "Why are you assuming this?" Especially because we <laughs> yeah. look like, like party zone, like exploded out here. You know right. what I mean? And I just cracked a joke and said, "Well, she's actually a lesbian." So, you said it. Yeah, good for you. And uh, so I don't think that that would work out for him. Ha ha ha. And I probably could have easily just been like, "Oh yeah," like or whatever. But right. like, I wanted to say it, and sometimes it, you do kind of have to speak up. People sometimes don't see right. All of the visuals, you know what I mean? And the subtleties. Sometimes you do
1: have to. And you don't need to eradicate it or feel any shame or aunt no, or embarrassment. It's like, oh, she's a lesbian. Like, oh, I mean, what would have been funnier? What did his face do when he said that?
0: Um, he was embarrassed. He was uncomfortable.
1: Um did he say anything?
0: Oh, he was just like he just started laughing because I was laughing. You yeah. Know? And he
1: was like, oh. So okay. let's flip the script. What if you had said he said, oh, I have a 21-year-old son. You should give me your number. And what if she said, well, she's a nymphomaniac and I'm not sure that would end up well. What do you think he would have said then? Or, well, she is a sex addict. And or, I had to leave her because she, she was bringing she's strangers a- back to the house.
0: Is he a sub because she, she only is looking for a... Well, I hope he likes a
1: and call it.
0: <laughs> no, but I think speaking up, just saying it out
1: loud... And just recognizing our language and recognizing how this, those, the things you never think about because you're in a position of privilege. So it just never crosses your mind.
0: Totally. Totally.
1: But like, if I wanted to be a silent advocate, like I don't have any pride stuff up in my yard. I don't have a flag. I have a Greek flag. I need a, let's get you a pride flag. I know. Yeah. I'll order you one. We should just, what if we just have our last name on the mat? Welcome gay. (laughs) Welcome gay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a walking billboard. No, but um, why do you think it's so triggering um, for the community? Why are people, why do people rip down pride flags?
0: I mean, obviously homophobia, but why do they, why does that phobia exist? I, I don't know. I really don't know because like I've thought about it before of like, who, why does it matter um, who somebody else is like romantically involved with? Yeah. Like, and I've, I've even thought about that sometimes about myself. Like, if sometimes, like, if a friend of mine is like dating someone that I don't like or whatever, like, and I get upset about it, then I have to be like, I'm not building a life with him. <laughs> yeah. Like, she is. <laughs> right. Totally. Like, wh- why am I really worried about it? Because it's really none of my business. Who cares? Who? Why are we ever fixated or worried at all about who someone else is sleeping with?
1: Well, I, I, I mean, I agree, but I think that if you, if you consider, I mean, I, this would be an exercise. I don't know if you'd be willing to participate in, but if you consider what you hear, like if we're talking about allies and safe spaces, and someone says, you know, any church, I'm not, I don't want to just rag on the Mormons, you know, sure. but any church, it's a safe space, and then you hear them lament or cry about why someone is gay you know or someone being queer and they what do you normally hear them lament like why are they sad why are there tears when someone comes out uh because
0: they won't be able to go to heaven or okay well that's that's they, okay let's just go
1: for the jugular i was thinking but the reasons people say generally in conversation are like it's, gonna, just be harder said, for it's them. gonna be harder for them yeah okay true but that because but why let's change that but at least they know who they are and what they want to be and it's you can make it less hard and yeah. what's the other thing they say? Like, I just want them to have a, a family, yeah, have children. Well, that argument's out the window. Yep. They can get married. They can have a partner. Mm-hmm. They can have children. Mm-hmm. P.S. Not all extract tough to be. <laughs> they can experience divorce. They yeah. can experience loss. Mm-hmm. There's So now what are you crying about? Well, they won't get to heaven. They won't be saved. Mm-hmm. Then this is not a safe space.
0: Yeah. If you believe that fundamentally then this is not a safe
1: space and nor are you a safe person but that is unfair to ask for families to pledge fidelity to their god and their faith versus fidelity to their children think of what position a mother is in Uh when there is implied pressure implicit pressure you know from the community from the faith from god to reject or want to change or at least be sad it's like when you find out your 17-year-old's having sex, you're supposed to like rent your clothes and freak out. Mm-hmm. But it's like, well, I'm, f- I'm fine with it. You know, she's using protection. I really like her boyfriend. She's in love. She's in control of her body. It's great.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Versus like, you know, the pressure to not have that attitude. Right. You would never think that you're sending your 17-year-old to church, a girl, and that she was going to be given a message that it was okay for her to have sex. Would you ever think that would happen? No, never. Then why would we think it's a safe space for someone queer? You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. It is implied whether they say it or not. You can smile through, you know, but you're a wolf in sheep's clothing. If the doctrine is fundamentally denies their place in heaven or on earth. Yeah. They are an aberration. Mm -hmm. I just, I think that we need to be really honest about what allyship looks like and what kind of pressure we're putting on families Like, and what kind of comfort we're giving them when, like, oh, Johnny came out. Oh, no. I always suspected. Oh, how does she feel? Is she upset? Yeah. She had dreams of him going on a mission. She had dreams of him Mm -hmm. taking a bride to the temple, you know? Like, yeah, I get that. But there's no, all of the old arguments, I think, are are getting eroded away. And what are we going to be left standing on? It's like all the layers of the onion. Life is hard regardless. You can have children. You can have a husband, you can have a wife, you know, you can have a spouse, a Mm -hmm. partner. You don't die alone with porn. You know what I mean? Right, right,
0: yeah. Yeah, I'm just trying to process everything that you're saying because it is, um, it's sobering.
1: But there's, don't you feel like members of the church, it's like we all keep it light and fun and friendly and it's like, oh, it's so wonderful, wonderful. That's wrong. Yeah. That is Aunt Lydia. Saying it's great being a handmaiden. Come on in. Mm-hmm. You're cared for, and of Fred is wonderful. <laughs> you know? <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: You are safe here. You are not safe here.
0: I've I've long
1: don't come out until it's safe.
0: Yeah. I've long wondered how, how a mother or father or a grandparent, um, sibling, whatever, yeah, can how they can stay in a belief system that rejects. Uh, people who are gay, if, if they have a gay child, like to me, it feels like that would just be, okay, well then we're done here. Like an absolute deal breaker. I don't, it's hard for me to understand how people can stay in a belief system like that when they have someone close to them
1: who, um, is part of the LGBTQIA plus community. Yeah. And it's, and when the belief system has, makes demands, you know? Right. Um,
0: I was going to say something. Oh, I do though think because I, I hear that argument a lot of like, oh, it's just going to be so much harder for them. And even Parker was saying that, uh, last episode of like that his mom was asked, you know, well, are you sure? Yeah. Not because she didn't want him to be gay, but because she didn't want his life to be harder. And I, I absolutely agree with that and can totally sympathize with that. I do have hopes though that it is going to continually get better and that it won't be that way Mm -hmm. in the future. And I think that the generations that come like after us are, are better. Evolution is a thing. Yeah. And the other night, I'm sure I told you this, but we're playing life. Like, you know, the game of life. life. And one of the kids, when when it turned time to uh, get married or whatever, um, the pink peg, the blue peg. Yeah. And the kid said, a little boy, I think I'm going to be gay this time <laughs> and picked a boy. And I was Love like, it. that is the freaking cutest thing ever. And I was so happy. I was yes. like, you know what? Good job. Be gay
1: through this be, round yeah, of life. Like,
0: Because guess what? He's little. He doesn't yeah.
1: And this round, he was like, I, I think I'll be gay this time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like to make it an option and make it a safe option is all we ask, yes. right? Yes, yes. But it's going to require us overcoming so much of that place of privilege where what we speak of, you know, Mm -hmm. the way we speak, the way we frame things, the way we talk about things, everything is so gendered and it is so limiting.
0: It really is. I know. Oh, that's kind of sad or actually very, very sad.
1: Yeah. So what can we do? I don't know, we're podcasting about it. I mean, I feel like that's helping some, <laughs> you know? It's just, I don't know what to do because it's like you walk this fine line of like appropriating and, you know, taking on causes that aren't your own, but it's like, I don't have any causes, you know? Like I, your cause is my cause. Mm-hmm. Your plight is my plight. I feel like it's all interconnected, you know? Being marginalized in any form, feeling unsafe, feeling rejection of self is universal,
0: mm-hmm. you know, and if
1: we can empathize that we can recognize how it happens in subtle and obvious ways.
0: Well, it's so interesting because yes, like I, I agree it's, it isn't our plight, but you know, everyone's plight is our plight. And it's, I think especially you being in a position where you are a celebrity. And so you have a platform and you have a, a voice that can actually make a difference. Um, and so I think that's amazing. Um, but like we were talking last week, you and I are both the heads of, tra- of non-traditional homes, Absolutely. you know, and like, it's not that there's tons of single moms out there. So we're not alone. We're certainly, you know, not as marginalized as other communities, but we do not have a mom and dad lit with, you know kids living under the same roof.
1: In in our game of life, there's one pink peg.
0: Yeah, exactly. And then like a hundred other
1: pink and blue (laughs) And a trailer and a hitch and a boat. (laughs) No, but it's like, we... We're non-traditional. Yeah,
0: we're we're non-traditional. And like, your family looks different than my family, but your family is just as legitimate of a family as my family is. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And... Families look different. All families are different. And it's not just... Gay people that are different, you know what I mean? They're they're not the only ones that are doing a non traditional family. People, you know, like if we're gonna be mad about them doing it, then we got to be mad about the single moms or the single dads or the swinging
1: TikTok moms or the yeah
0: or the grandparents that are raising children because that you know like there's there are many ways that a family yeah if you're threatened by
1: the breakdown of the nuclear normal normative family mm -hmm. traditional family if that's what's threatening. Your way of life, and that's like the you know the beacon of society is this family, right? Family values, right? And family means like heteronormative, cisgender, mm-hmm. um, male man woman families, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a heterosexual couple. With I was just kids. thinking about Survivor. On Survivor, there was a a gay man who had adopted a child, and then fall in love with his partner who had also adopted the child. And then when he was on the show competing, it was revealed and it wasn't even a reveal. It was just through conversation that his partner at home was a, a pregnant trans man. So he was having a baby with his husband, husband. And it was like this kind of, uh, yeah, it was just this kind of cool thing where I thought, representation matters. Yeah. You know, what would have been, and I'm just, I don't mean to be crude, but like I grew up, you know, 20 years ago, that would have been a national Enquirer story. It would not have been just part of my bio as a survivor cast. Yeah. Yeah. That my trans pregnant husband was at home having our child. Yeah. You know, that was like something that we would have looked at as like, you know, aberrant. Wow. And I think that that's just this progress. Like, I I always think of, you know, what do you think of when you think of evolution? Am I the only one that thinks of the tadpole becoming a frog? Yeah, of course. That's what I think of, you know, like that the tadpole gets legs, and then the tadpole Uh climbs up on the rock, and then slowly the tail gets smaller and Uh smaller. Yeah. And so what what was a freak of nature, this, you know, tadpole that was swimming, Mm -hmm. growing legs and climbing up on a rock, like, it starts to become more normal, and next thing you know, it's just completely fluid with the amphibian world, you know, with the land world. And we don't even notice it anymore. Yeah. And I just feel like every step forward, like, but part of that is visibility and um, representation, Mm -hmm. which is why you have to have diversity in, in hiring and diversity in casting and diversity in stories that are told. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I'm trying to only watch foreign um, films you know how I just zone out and put my TV on uh-huh. all the time? I just, it's my, I'm married to my television. <laughs> and I love it. I, and I was watching um, that Indian show I was talking oh, yeah, about. Yeah. And like, uh-huh. the, you just can see when you're looking, when you have a little bit of distance and there's a little bit of barrier, you start to see like the overreaching archetypes, you know, and the cultural, the cultural background of everyone and how it's different. And sure. then you can see something that you've struggled with play out in a different way with different ideas. Like when I was telling you about the, um, man who said, I don't want to cry for the child we lost because Mm -hmm. our tears hurt those who have passed on, which is a completely different concept of grief than I'd ever really absorbed, Mm -hmm. you know, but of course it's, it made sense to me. Like, I'm not going to cry about my dad being gone.
0: It makes it worse for, yeah. Yeah. What you're going to just make him feel bad. It makes him feel bad.
1: Yeah. 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 But then I also thought, is my dad watching me? Because that makes me feel uncomfortable too. <laughs> you know, like I remember when my friend's dad died when she was, uh, seen, we were freshmen in college. So she was young, 18, and she wasn't active in the church. And she was kind of partying and sleeping with her boyfriend. And I thought, well, she's going to stop now because her dad's yeah in heaven. Yeah. And you can watch her. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's nothing more scary than your dad catching you having sex. Are you kidding me? Nothing more scary. Nothing yeah. more scary. So I assumed she'd be scared straight. I remember we were at lunch. And I said, "Aren't she like worried that he's gonna be like watching you?" And she's like, "My dad knows me. He doesn't care. He won't care." Like, and I just thought, "He cares." Wow! <laughs> I know I, I, that is very healthy of her. It was so healthy of her. But she, you know, she was my wild friend. She'd been wild since she was fifteen. Mm-hmm. You know, I learned how to be mm-hmm. wild from her. And so, I just remember feeling sad for her dad. Yeah. And now I thought, "Oh my gosh, my dad better not be watching." <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just think we'll never know. I think I we'll wouldn't never watch. Know.
1: Would you want to watch?
0: No. Like Grover's
1: Corners? No. Gross. No. Oh, humans. Don't you appreciate life every minute? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm just over it all, oh, honestly. I know. Well, Happy Pride. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it is quite a departure from the, the normal happy-go-lucky, but I think it's... um, I'm I'm glad that you brought this up. I think that those stats are important for us to hear, and it's a good reminder of why we do celebrate pride. Mm -hmm. Why we need visibility, why we need inclusion Mm -hmm. and why we
1: need safe places. Yeah. And why we need to change. Yes. Why Why we we need to, to, why we need to push these issues forward and cram them down your throats because that is the only way to erect change. Yep. If you look at this, you know, the progress of society over marching forward through time. Mm -hmm. I mean, I remember Like, we've just, we have we are growing. We are coming out of the water. We are growing legs. We are advancing. The tail is shrinking. The tail is shrinking. And the mobility is increasing. And I feel proud to be uh, alive and pivotal kind of like, I feel like this business has been really at the forefront of this social change, you know? Mm -hmm. We've built Beauty Lab based on these principles. And Beauty Lab has been successful financially. For a long time, it was like, not good business you would think you know to do anything disruptive or Mm -hmm. especially in a conservative community to be politically motivated but I'm proud of what we've done yeah and I want to keep doing it and I think that it's 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 proof that it's the only direction to take your business and your morals and your religions Mm
0: -hmm. gay men sister gay
1: men is it gay in here (laughs) The spirit of gay. Yeah. No,
0: I love me some, like, dark and deep Heather Gay. You like the
1: dark and deep?
0: I do. You
1: know that it's my I've tried not to favorite. like the dark and deep, mama. I've tried. <laughs> it just sneaks up on me. I live in darkness.
0: I know you do. Am I emo? You're totes emo. <laughs>
1: but do I... But what do I need to do to change? <laughs> Don't to be, change. I mean, I want to be more representative of my group. You you be you. You be exactly who you want to be.
0: Okay. All right? Embrace it. Lean into it. I love it. Mm. And here's a little challenge. Next time you're playing life, maybe... Uh, say, maybe two
1: pink pegs. Yeah. Maybe be lesbian this time. Maybe all, all blue pegs. Yeah. And you're just a, a boy's home. Yeah. <laughs> Or maybe when are they going to start making beige pegs? Yeah. How about I we don't, have gender just life? pink and yeah. blue? Yeah. Good point. I'd like a purple peg? Yeah. 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 I just want to be people. How about dolphin pegs? We're all dolphins. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> good talk. Good talk. We've good got talk. Uh, two more weeks left of Pride. Yep. We got our pins. We got our merch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everyone, check out the the merch.
0: It's on our website. We've been posting it on our Instagram of, um, you know, being able to swipe up and go to our merch store, but you can just go to our website and see it. We've got cute pride merch. Yep. Anyway. All right. Well, thanks for chatting, Heather. Oh, thanks a pleasure. for sharing your, the.
1: I was happy to be here. Inside I know you look forward to the meetings when I show up. So <laughs> I showed up on this one.
0: I appreciate you. All right. Well, um, remember that the lab loves you and life is short. By, by the, the lips. lips.